All right, VMware Explorer Barcelona, John, day three. Are you, are you, have you had enough tapas? Are we good? I'm currently on a tapa coma until further, <laughs> further reference. No more hamon for the rest of the week. <laughs> what about the wine? That's the question. Uh, the sangria? Yeah, sangria, sangria is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Well, John, uh, as you know, there's been announcements all week, and certainly uh, uh, there's been a lot of mention about VMware Cloud Foundation. I mean, it's definitely a big emphasis for VMware, uh, and we're going to talk more about it because they just announced a new upgrade, the new version 5.1, and uh, here to share all the information is a good friend of ours, Mr. Rick Walsworth from Product Marketing. Rick, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, so we spoke to you in, in Vegas not yep. too long ago, yep. and we were talking about uh, VCF 5.0. 5.0, yep. So just, just start, for those that missed that, just give us the key differentiator between 5.0 and 5.1, but more importantly, I think, the big overhaul uh, and huge value proposition on VM VCF 5.0. Right, I mean, as you'd imagine with any big upgrade, right, we had, it was an architectural change. We essentially upgraded all the components within it, going from v, v vSphere and vSAN 7 up to 8, 8.0, so we brought in a lot of those capabilities you know, that came with uh, U1, but at the same time, within SDC Manager, we made a lot of enhancements, and a lot of this was based on direct customer feedback. You know, customers say, look, upgrades too, take too long, they want the ability to be able to streamline the upgrade. So essentially we've paralyzed a lot of the tasks, cuts about 30% of the time to be able to perform an update by doing that, plus it's a lot more robust, a lot more scalable as part of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, being completely candid, I definitely spoke to a lot of administrators back in the day mm -hmm. that said it was, you know, the, the upgrade was challenging, right. you know, in previous versions, and uh, so much so that there were some customers that were not using SDDC Manager, right. exactly. which is a shame because it does all the things that we needed to do. So, uh, and I know Anu was very vocal about that yep. in the uh, in the keynote that she delivered. No more migrations. Right. So th that's a big thing. That's a big deal, especially for customers that have been with us for a while and, and kind of went through the 3.x to 4.x you know, migrations. So yeah, by taking the migrations off the table, it makes it a lot easier. The customers can now do this on their own. Okay, and not to get too in the weeds, but what are the specifics around that? Is there a certain cutoff on version for doing the upgrades? Yeah, so right now our you know supported version is 4.3 or later, so any customers running on 4.2 or 4.3, they can actually skip right to our latest release. Oh, nice. So we, as you said, we just announced 5.1, so they can go right from any of the supported releases, 4.2, 4.3, directly into 5.1, without having to do the interim releases in between. Very big, nice. big time savings there. So 30% savings is big, but also, yeah, being able to do skip releases, not exactly. have to do sequential upgrades. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's big. All right, so let's jump to 5.1. Like, what are some of the key differentiators between 5.0 and 5.1? Yeah, well, with 5.1, we're picking up some of the capabilities that are native to vSphere and vSAN, right? So, for example, uh, vSAN Express Storage Architecture, right? Had so many customers that have been asking us for that because of the fact they're doing hardware upgrades. They want to be able to take advantage of the NVMe technology that's built oh, yeah. within it. So now that's native within Cloud Foundation, we can support both the original and the express storage architecture. So then they, that way they can do their migrations on a more planned basis and they're not forced to do it day one. Yeah, I can only imagine there had to at least been one customer that had heard about Express Storage Architecture and was like, fantastic. Oh, wait, no, yeah. not available in VCF5. Right. What? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> because clearly, like, 
you know, and I may be a little biased, but I do believe that that is one of the, the larger announcements uh, coming out of VMware in a while. Like, sure. that's a big one. Like, the, right. the, a complete re-architecturing of how we do storage. You right. know, we've had cu customer conversations where folks have said they've experienced 10x increase just by going from OSA to right. Express Storage architecture. Given some of that has to do with some of the hardware that they've, yep. you know, and a hardware upgrade, but yeah, a, a, a huge value proposition. So it's nice to see that that's actually in 5.1. Right, and it's not only just a performance upgrade, but you're getting better efficiency. So yeah. the efficiency gains allows you to do you know, things like, we talk about encryption, so I can now leverage encryption but not take any performance hits as part of it. Yeah, harvest some of those CPU savings from some exactly. of the other efficiencies. Yeah, exactly. no, that makes sense. Yeah. So we were talking uh, before the episode, and uh, we were going to have a customer come on yeah. uh, because there's a there's a there's a great yeah. BCF customer who had a really interesting story. Yeah. Sorry he couldn't make it, yeah, but I'd love well. to get a little bit of a recap from you yeah. on what exactly his experience. was. Yeah, so he joined us in the key in one of the sessions, the breakout sessions we did yesterday, and and essentially what they've done is they they went they were used to be on a you know standalone vSphere environment, been vSphere users for some time, but it was very bespoke, right? And they just had no ability to be able to do upgrades and and manage that infrastructure as they could, and so they looked at Cloud Foundation, brought Cloud Foundation in about two years ago, and within the first year, they saw a 75% reduction in service calls as part of it, just because of the fact it was much more robust, and effectively, we've done the integration for them, they didn't have to do it on their own. And yeah. standardization across the environment, exactly. so. Um, rather than having to deal with patchwork issues exactly. of, well, exactly. did we patch that? Is that, what version is that on? Right, right, yeah, so it essentially takes that out, it provides the ability to automate those upgrades and automate essentially the ability to deploy net new services. They've deployed it out across their core infrastructure, but now what they're doing is they're starting to add more workloads into it. So right now their biggest project is VDI and they're bringing VDI onto that as well. And what's interesting, they actually use a stretch cluster configuration and you know the story he told yesterday in, in the uh, the session was, you know, they, it was a Sunday night. He was on call. Um, all of a sudden, got a notification from a log that uh, something failed over. He looked, sure enough, they had a network outage. So they failed over from their primary data center into the colo. That happened seamlessly. He looked also looked at his service calls. He didn't have a single service call in it, so it didn't interrupt their their uh, operation at all. So Keith tells it much better than I could, yeah, but it yeah. was it's actually a really good story, and I think good testament to some of the resiliency that's built into the product. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in the show notes, the link to that session. There so. you go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, stretch cluster is definitely one of those uh, one of those magic sauce things for sure. Like, you know, there's you know some some storage vendors do it really well, mm -hmm. uh, and VMware certainly also has a really great stretch cluster solution. The idea that you can synchronously write to two different locations and no matter what happens, on like literally hole in the ground situation, yeah. And nobody is affected. It's right. just I love hearing the stories. Like, hey, this stuff really works. It, it works know? as advertised. Right? Well, it's yeah. it's also the the fact that it's automated. Like, and anytime you're doing any asynchronous failover, there's just this massive Gantt chart of figuring out, okay, who has the approval to hit the button? Right. 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 Do we want it the button? Can we fix the old environment? I don't know. Versus like, oh, yeah, that's lovely. It failed yeah. over. It just worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No humans involved. It's right. like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, the network connection is back. Okay, so now it's back on the. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. That's really fantastic. Yeah, that's so awesome. it's day three here at VMware Explorer. Yeah. I know you've been busy talking to a lot of yep. customers, analysts, attending yeah. analysts, right, talking right. to analysts. What have been some of your highlights this week? Well, certainly AI is, is kind of the big the big discussion, and, and it's not something that's net new to us. We've been doing this for a couple years, but what's changed is that when we first started doing the integration with NVIDIA and, and looking at AI as a core use case, you know, one of the things that we saw was the fact that a lot of those uh, GPUs were not being fully utilized, right? So you had a 
quite an expensive piece of hardware that was running 30% utilization. So what they did is you know, essentially what the same thing we've done with compute for years, right? They essentially took it and they virtualized the GPU so that now I could take one GPU and share it amongst a number of, of VMs. It's the VMware way. <laughs> right, but what's happened is that when you start looking at Gen AI and some of the workloads that are being driven by large language models, it's actually turned the tables. You're now, you can actually now saturate a single GPU with some of those large language models. And so the problem is, is that it, it queues up that data and it takes a lot longer to get to the results. And so what's happened is we've actually taken that virtualization approach and turned it around. I can now take many VMs and actually run that, or many uh, GPUs many and run GPUs. that into a single very large VM. And so what was happening is we were actually seeing customers that were starting to hit the limits of the number of VM or GPUs could be supported by a single VM. So with 5.1, we've doubled that. We went from eight uh, GPUs to a single VM. Now I can go 16 GPUs into a, a That's single massive. VM as well. I'm just, I'm just doing the napkin math in my yeah. head of like, okay, what are those, like 380 watts, 400 something watts, yeah. like, you know, going from eight to 16 of those. I'm like, okay, this has got to be like liquid cooling. Like this is... <laughs> Absolutely. And this is kind of fun though, because, you know, I haven't set foot in a data center in a while, but, you know, I feel like they kind of were boring for a while there. And as we start, no, getting it's like, all right, I'm going to go buy my Intel CPU. I'm going to buy my RAM. You know, I'm going to have a NIC from one of three vendors, you maybe a fiber channel HBA, right, right. you know, maybe, yeah, okay, vSAN, SAS, or NVMe, now NVMe, but like GPUs and liquid cooling, and we're getting to some kind of exotic hardware. Science fiction almost. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> this stuff looks, I've seen some of the pictures of some of this stuff. It looks cool. Like right. hardware, yeah. I think hardware. We're a software company and we're yeah. excited about software here, but hardware is fun again. <laughs> hardware is back, baby. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah, then yeah. we've also extended that, obviously, NVIDIA's been a great partner. We extended that now to IBM. Right. You know, so we're supporting the Watson X program and then also Intel, uh, leveraging some of their kind of core CPU-based solutions as well as moving to GPUs once those are available probably early next year. Okay, and all of that is on VMware Cloud Foundation. All running, all running on Cloud Foundation as part of that private AI solution. Beautiful thing, beautiful thing. All right, Rick, so yeah, more information on on VMware.com for sure. VMware Cloud Foundation 5.1 is not only announced, but generally available. People are downloading it. It went, it. It went GA yesterday, yes. Generally available, beautiful stuff. Rick, thanks for Perfect joining time. us on Virtually Speaking. No, thanks for having me, Thank appreciate you. it.